wonderful little doo-wop shidops. Or whatever you want to call that. Shemalama ding dong. Uh, that is not what I want to call that. That's fair. That's fine. Can't argue it. Shambhala ding dong. Shambhala ding Oh. Yeah. Get some Nathan Drake all up in Shambhala. The Perba dagger? The <laughs> what? The dagger from Uncharted 2. What was that called? The Perba dagger. Perba? Perba. I don't remember it being called the Perba. I'm pretty sure it's called the Perba dagger. Uncharted 2. How you spell perba? Yeah, perba dagger. Wow. Oh, there's an yeah. H in there. Mm-hmm. I think I always like pronounced it furba, even though they audibly said perba. Listen. <laughs> when I see a ph, because it's in my name, it's in my blood. I mean, yeah, but you know, I they audibly said perba. Like not once was it ever referred to as the furba dagger. <laughs> Furby Dagger. <laughs> that would be an interesting game. I'd play it. Uh, yeah, I would too, honestly. Um, so, uh, this is episode two of Dual Senses. <laughs> um, God help us all. Uh, I. <laughs> <What? laughs> Furby. I saw Furby. My brain has turned to right, hijacking this bad boy. Welcome to Dual Senses, <laughs> a PlayStation podcast where we give you our two cents on everything PlayStation. This is Stephen Morrow. I'm Alex Wolf. <laughs> Stephen can't, can't compose himself right now. And I'm just all Furby right now. All Furby now? I'm all Furby. All Furby. Yeah. No dagger. Well, there's a little dagger. Hmm. I'll save that for the other podcast. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Steven, how you been, buddy? Uh, well, you know, getting these shows up and running. Haven't been playing as many games, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm alive. That's Becoming furbier every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know what's happening either. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm all right, man. I mean, it's been a crazy week. Like like you said, I haven't been playing many games either. I've um, played a little bit of Splatoon 2 here and there. Kind of just dabble when I can turn it on. Um, started getting back into Pokemon Go, which has been weird this year. So, like, I stopped playing... It's been a minute since I've heard Pokemon Go. <laughs> right. Like, so, I was playing super hardcore last year. Then kind of the holidays set in, and then earlier this year, so I played a little bit, and that kind of stopped. And when they did all these big updates for... What is wrong with you? You still laughing about the Furby? <laughs> oh my god. So I was playing that, and like they put out all these updates to make it more accessible for everyone to play um, from home with everything going on with COVID. And they had all these updates, so even while they had that, I still didn't play. And all of a sudden, I just got this itch. I'm like, let's try it. Got into it, started playing super heavy again. Uh, and then the last couple weeks, I kind of just staggered off. But now I'm getting back into it again. Uh, so I've been doing that, but, you know, other than that, not, not, not too much has happened, you know? This week's been pretty, you know, honestly, my biggest thing for this week, I think, is I've stopped playing games because, like, I'm prepping for the PlayStation 5. Yeah, that's which, a big thing. With today being the 8th, what is it? It's four days from now, Steven. Four days Four from days March. from the time of recording this episode. Mm-hmm. By the time that this releases... I'll have it. Well, hold on. Or releasing Tuesday. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. I'm uh, going to get it out. Not Tuesday. Comes out on the 12th. The Xbox Series S and X launch on the 10th. So Thursday. So by the time this comes out, the console 
should be right. Yeah. Well, no, the next day. We're putting this out on Tuesday or Wednesday? I'm going to try to get it up Tuesday. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, then two days. Two days after this. Either one or two days, depending on whether I get my shit together. (laughs) All right. There you go. We'll see what happens. But regardless, by the time we record next time, we will have a PlayStation 5 in this household. Which is exciting. It is very exciting. It's also depressing. Why is it depressing? Because there won't be a PlayStation 5 in my household. I mean, you'll be over here at least once a week to play it. That's true. You can come over whenever. So it's not like you're without. I've just been... uh, So yeah, thinking about PlayStation 5, thinking about who I'm going to steal it from... Uh, thinking about who I have to kill. Or getting right into the crimes. Uh, yep, right into the crimes. Good. Uh, but aside from that, uh, like, I haven't really had that much time to play games lately. Yeah. But I've been jumping into Taiko Drum Master, I think, uh, is the name of the it. The anime, like, that Taiko Taiko no Drum Master thing? Yeah. 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 Uh, I've been playing that because I can play it in small spurts. Yeah. And uh, what a fun, stupid little game. <laughs> That game, like, kind of came out of nowhere. Apparently it's a big thing. Like, that character is a big thing in Japan. And it just happened to get released in the States. And, like, the most popular thing I've seen about it is, like, the Dragon Ball Super, like, intro from, like, the Tournament of Power arc or whatever is in the game. At least that's what I read. I didn't and that had that. me stoked because I'm like, well, holy shit. But there's also a metric ton of songs in there. There are a lot. And I'm like, I can't commit to that. Just well, to play like, one song if it's not there from the beginning. So the thing that I love about it, though, uh, there's actually three things. Uh, first of all, there's a random button. You can press that button, it'll just randomly pick a song, and then you play that. So that's great, because I don't know any of these songs. Uh, almost all of them are from anime. Like, it's just, like, random I mean, I, things. I can, I can dig it. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I like that there's a random button, so that's how I've been playing it, and I still have yet to really repeat that many songs that's cool. just so many uh so that's nice and another thing that i like is there are these little bingo cards and as you do certain things in a song mm-hmm. uh they're kind of like little in-game achievements uh but you don't even have to be good because some of the achievements are for doing like bad things but <laughs> you get a little stamp on this bingo card and if you make a bingo then the little drum guy yells bingo and then you unlock these coins that you can use to unlock these costumes. And that is the third thing that I love about this game is there's a shit ton of costumes that you can unlock for this little drum guy. It's great. Well, all right. I, I have my little drum guy. I think I think he's crying and he's got vegetables coming out of his head. Why is he crying? Because he's got a crying face. The crying face looks adorable. It's like a... So you're putting him through this agony... But like here's because the thing he though, he'll cute. still smile. So so because he's crying, it looks like he's crying happy tears. Okay. It's basically okay. the thing. Like he's just very excited. Alright. But like he's got like little wavy tears going down his face. And uh yeah, and he's got vegetables coming out of his head. So it's cool. I there like it. Alright. I like it a lot. And uh there are Disney songs in the game. Ooh. Which I didn't realize until like because I hit the random button, it doesn't tell you what the song is. Yeah. You just kinda go into it. Um and all of a sudden I heard this this noise and I was like, why does this sound so familiar? And then I hear these Japanese vocals and it was Let It Go from Frozen. I was just about to ask, was it Let It Go? But with Japanese vocals and it was so cool. So imagine Let It Go, Japanese vocals, but with like these these ancient sounding drums. It was, it was kind of badass. I liked it a lot. Well, I mean, okay. 
Is this on? You have it in your PlayStation, correct? Yeah, it was okay. on sale for like ten bucks. Yeah, I would say it's point. now on sale. They have like this. So I try to look at this sale, like the PlayStation from Outer Space sale or whatever. It's very random. Has nothing to do with anything going on. And we look at the games list. Some of the games make sense being on there for like Aliens and whatnot, but there's other games that don't make sense. And I feel like yeah. that was one of them I saw on the list. Well, like, I, what the hell? I but think sure. I got it in the. There was like a big in Japan sale. There was uh, like September. a month ago. Yep, and. I think that's when I got it. Because I did that, and I did the entire Yakuza series. That makes sense. Uh, so I just got all of those things. Ah, okay. Um, but, but yeah, that's that's really the only game that I've been playing, um, unfortunately. But it, it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. Fun. Not, not a bad thing. I want to play more. I want. I need to clone myself and then have, like, seven versions of myself doing all the productive things, and then the real version of me can just play video games all the time. <laughs> Godspeed. I don't know what to tell you on that one. I, I just good luck. Thanks. I'm well, gonna need it. Just a little bit, but that's fine. It's all fine. Steven. Have you been keeping up with any of the news from like the weekend? There's a lot. There is a lot. Oh, there's a lot of there's there's videos, there's reviews, there's all kinds of things. Gearing up for the PlayStation 5. It's exciting. Yeah. It's crazy. So like just this isn't on our, our docket or anything like this, but I was scrolling through the PlayStation blog, make sure we didn't miss anything. Did you know there was a fucking state of play? Yeah, for, for Demon, Demon Souls. Souls. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Like, they it's <laughs> weird because that's the second state of play they've kind of just dropped. Like, I think the first one was yeah, the, just the UI. Yeah, like I'm like the UI and then the Demon Souls. I think they did one for Ghost of Tsushima, like a few months. Before, they did, like but they announced that one though. Like, they said, like, hey, oh, this that's is true, that's true, that's this true. This was just like, oh, okay, here. So, like, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like it kind of delegitimatizes like the, not delegitimatizes, but takes away the sense of hype, the feeling when you hear, oh, they're going to stay to play, it's going to be big. But when they just drop them randomly like this, I'm like, oh, well, okay. Well, that's probably why, though, because they don't want to hype up something that's not big. Like, can you imagine them hyping up? Oh, well, this is going to be big, and then it's well, just that's one point, thing. Well, like, I would make it, I wouldn't call it a state of play, then. I would just put out, hey, because they do it with other videos, too. Like they had, they had the Godfall thing just happen recently, and that wasn't a state of play. It was just Well, I think, I think when something's labeled a state of play, that's like PlayStation's way of saying that they want people to look at it. Yeah. So I, I watched it because it said state of play, like not because it said Demon Souls. Right. Uh, but that's just because I'm like, oh, well, okay, this is state of play. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I just found it uh, weird. I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Just put out a video. As long I kind of like it. I like them. I like them doing state of plays randomly like this. I don't mind it being random as long as it's not trivialized. Like if it happens all the time, that's what I feel like is going to happen. I feel like now, whenever they put out a video, no matter what it is, as long as it has some decent length to it, it'll be oh, it's a state of play, and I think that'll take away from the name of a state of play. Like keep it epic. Make it only use that. Yeah, I for do the wanna, big moments. I do want to keep it epic, or I do like gameplay reveals. Well, um, it could be a but, gameplay reveal too, but at that point, like that's when you need to drive it home, like gameplay reveal that, from Demon Souls is, on yeah. this thing. That didn't happen with this. It was just, oh, we're gonna put out Demon Souls video. Yeah, we'll call it a state of play. Like what? Like yeah. the UI thing. The, you, people have been clamoring for the fucking UI for months, and it was just kind of here it is. Yeah, like make make it a big deal. Come on and, now. So that UI reveal, I like the UI. The video was fine, mm-hmm. but like. They did things that were weird, like, they didn't show 
a lot of things. They were like, we're not going to show this this time. And I'm like, why not? Like, and then at the like... end, at the end, they were like, we're almost out of time. And I'm like, why? You guys decide how long you want this to be. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, like, you're not on a stage. This is literally a pre-recorded, edited video that you can just shove online. And, like, we still very saw, we saw very little of the UI. We saw some features that what the PlayStation 5 can do, like, with the tutorials and everything and all that stuff. But, like, I don't think that's what people were looking for. They wanted to see a full-screen demo of what the UI, like, how it looks, how you operate it. Because, like, going yeah. into this now, I still don't feel like I understand what the PS5 will look like when I turn it on. Now, uh, so, yeah, I don't think PlayStation did a good job showing the UI. However, there is a pretty awesome video that I saw. I, I meant to put it on the list for this, so I'm kind of glad that I remembered to bring this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Digital Foundry. Uh, they do some great work mm-hmm. on, on the YouTubes, on the interwebs. Uh, they did a, a UI sort of deep dive on the PlayStation 5. Ooh. And that's where I learned a lot of things. Um, and they... They didn't really show gameplay. They showed how fast you can get into a game, which is cool. Good, good. Uh, and they showed like how there's contextualized cards that let you jump to specific points in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't show. They didn't really dive into the details of like the trophy things and the walkthroughs and stuff like that. But they they started it up from scratch, so you could see how that looked. Okay. Uh, they showed like the profile system. Uh, the like pressing the PS button, what happens when you press it versus hold it, things like that. And they went through the settings, all of the settings. And that was really nice. So what now, like, that's what that UI showcase should have been. Yeah. Like, that's the second time PlayStation did something, but then someone else did it better than them. Well, that's... Like, that's weird. That's I don't what's get it. kind of interesting about the times that we're in, because... Uh, I mean, what that says to me is that PlayStation doesn't have to, because other people will. And yeah. so if I were PlayStation, I would spend my money and time and resources elsewhere. Uh, I would like, for example, having a state of play that's more bombastic uh, versus a UI thing. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, they also aren't really spending a lot of time and resources getting PS5s into people's hands and letting them show the user interface either. Right. Uh, at least... For a lot of this time, because this just happened, I think, a day or two ago. Yeah, it's very recent um, for a lot but, of this stuff. But still, there, there's one thing that I specifically wanted to mention about the settings that I thought were really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my favorite new little feature, and it's a stupid little thing. It's a nice, like, quality of life kind of thing. Uh, you can change the settings across all games from the system menu, uh, so it'll default to certain things. Oh, yeah, I, so, I saw that. I um, with Subtitles. Well, subtitles, you can default to make subtitles toggled on or off. Mm -hmm. Uh, For all games, you can change the difficulty. So if you prefer for games to start on the hardest difficulty just automatically, you can do that, and it'll save it on the system. Uh, You can also toggle... uh, So camera movement for first-person and third-person games, you can invert those those Mm -hmm. and toggle them in the system settings. It'll save it so that it, it just automatically is that way in all games. Okay. That's really cool. Uh, and another stupid little thing is you can toggle whether or not the system will show you spoilers. So if there's, like, uh, if somebody's sharing gameplay of something or if there's a screenshot or if there's an option to look at a walkthrough for a certain trophy, you can make it so that the system will intuitively know whether something is a spoiler or not and 
you can make it so that it, it keeps you from seeing anything that spoils something in a game. And the way that you do that, uh, there's like two different options. One of them is uh, to just completely filter out anything in a game that you haven't seen in your game. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can just remove all things that have to do with like story-related things, I guess, or something labeled a spoiler by the developer. Okay. So if the developer says that something's a spoiler, it'll filter it out. Or you can make it based on what you've seen in your game specifically. Gotcha. So kind of cool. Huh. I, I really like that those options are there and that it's system-wide. Yeah. So that you can just automatically have the experience that you want in the games that you're playing. Yeah. I think that'll be cool. I think the big, uh, I guess, judgment factor on how successful that is is whether or not games walk you through that in the beginning. You know, a lot of games will have you select your difficulty where you start, mm-hmm. you know. So having this preset won't mean much if the game has you go through it anyway. Because at that point, it's like, what time did it save you? Um, other than maybe it's already highlighting the option you want. Which, that's true. That's the only thing. So my hope is that developers recognize that the PlayStation does that, and they take that out. Because otherwise, it's like, that's a cool thing it does, but no one uses it. So yeah. it's like... You know, it is what it is, but it's not a bad thing. Cool thing. It would be cool in a future where you just start a game and it just goes right into the game. Like, I know that there are some games that do that already, mm-hmm. uh, especially, like, indie games. Some indie games do that, or more story-driven games. Mm-hmm. Just go right into the game. There's no menu at all. Yeah. Uh, I love that. This enables that to happen more often, even if there's difficulty settings. Yes. So, kind of cool. Small little thing, mm-hmm. but... We're getting there. We're getting there with how quickly these consoles lit up and where they kind of, you know, like what they showed in the PlayStation GUI interface. That seems like a thing that's going to be, you know, maybe not this generation, but maybe the next generation. But I don't want to give myself that much anxiety. Um, Think about that now. So, uh, so let's get on to some some actual news. Some actual news. There's there's a lot. (laughs) We're gonna try to get. We're gonna blast our way through all these these news things. Yeah. Would you like to do the honors? Would you like me to do the honors? Um, How would you like to go about this? So, uh, so I don't really know as much about this one. If you want to do this one, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, UK shutdown is affecting PS5 pre-orders. So, for those who aren't aware, uh, the United Kingdom had a surge in COVID cases, so they decided to put the entire country uh, on lockdown again, kind of shutting things down. And so, you know, sort of like we were with non-essential businesses being open, uh, but because of that. It was hindering a lot of ways that there. It runs from this, I believe. I think it's thirty days. So everything from November second to December second, which of course overlaps with the PlayStation Five launch. Mm-hmm. So a lot of retailers who had PS Five pre-orders will not be open. Um, from what I understand, right now the only one I've seen, Game, is a major retailer, uh, video game retailer in the UK. They will be offering a pickup for the console between eight a.m. and two p.m. on launch day. But that's it. Interesting. So anything between then, you'll have to either have it shipped to you or just wait until after the, the lockdown is lifted and you can then go to your local store. Um, so it's crazy. It's not just PlayStation 5. It's also affecting the Xbox Series S and X, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I saw that and I was I'm like, damn, that sucks. Because, you know, it's unprecedented. It's, it's one of those things, just like, the, you know, all of 2020, very unpredictable. There's no way anyone would have foreseen that happening. Yeah. So it was... that's actually uh, I feel like that's related to another thing that's kind of further down our list. So I'm gonna just go ahead. Yeah, and yeah. Jump to that. Jump into it. Uh, but so Sony has announced that they're 
not going to make any additional PlayStation 5 consoles available on launch day in stores. So what that means is, is only those who have the system pre-ordered are able to pick up their system. There's no extras for people to just wait in line and buy mm-hmm. on launch day, uh, which is sad for me because I did not get to pre-order the system and I was going to camp out at a place. Uh, I had a contact, I had, I had an in, and now PlayStation has thwarted my plan. So... So, I'm curious as to how this will go. So, first of all, like, so Target. Uh, Target will still be allowing people to place orders online, but then pick up in store. Okay. So, so that's basically the same thing. Exactly. But you can't go into the store and just pick one up all willy-nilly. So, what my thought process is, will stores... I imagine by now, stores like GameStop, Best Buy, Target, this, that, and the other, already have their inventory in. Like, yeah. it's... There's no way they're going to drop all those on people you know, just day, like just two days before, because when we worked at GameStop, we got our PlayStation 4s in, what, a month? Uh, not necessarily I don't a month. I think it was a month. It was, but we had, had them for, week. yeah, we had them for a while in the yeah. in the back. We had to we build came. a castle. And we had to black them all out, like they were covered. Yeah. And we had to wrap like black stuff. So I imagine these stores have them in their warehouses already ready to go. So that makes me think if Target's doing this pickup and store thing, on launch day... And they already have their inventory in the store. Yeah, so pre-orders are already taken care of. They may have a couple extras. So what you're saying is there's a way for me to possibly... I think you still have a shot. I say you utilize that contact and say and see what happens. I think, if anything, you're probably able to ask that question now. Okay. And go from there. All right, I know what I'm doing immediately after we're done recording this. Yeah, so I would, I would definitely hop on that from the get-go. But, uh, so... The reason why I brought that up after the the UK shutdown thing is uh, that PlayStation stated specifically yes. that they're doing this because they don't want people to sort of break social distancing by waiting in line and going to these stores. Uh, so they're basically trying to remove themselves from uh, being at all responsible for people right. <laughs> being in close quarters. Uh, it's so also, that's, that's kind of interesting. It's also a good move not necessarily just on PlayStation's part, but it helps out those retailers, too. It does, yeah. Because those retailers will also have limited amounts of people that can allow in the store. Yeah. So if you're the everyday customer, say you're not going in to buy a PlayStation, right, and you're stuck waiting outside just because the 20 other people are, and you're like, I just want to yeah. pick up a new controller because mine broke, you're stuck waiting outside for something that's totally unbeknownst and unrelated to what you're doing. Yeah. So this is that's a good thing. I, can, I understand why they're doing it. I think it's awesome. I can understand the ire that they're receiving. Did you scroll down in the comments section of the blog? Yeah, a lot of people are upset. Or yeah, super pissed. But like that's the thing. I think people are going to be upset about anything. Yeah, really. So mm-hmm. I don't really pay much attention to the. I mean, I still read them because I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, I try not to get too worked up. Uh, but yeah, so that was interesting. I thought it's something that uh, is unprecedented. I think in. A console launch mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so well, I'm scrolling back up to the top of the list all right back to true form uh, so that's all with regarding the PlayStation 5 launch we're gonna have a, a few more things about the PlayStation 5 uh, but let's talk about some stuff regarding some PlayStation 5 games some games yeah uh, more specifically spider-man on PlayStation 5 Dude, tons uh, of spider-man content tons it's it's exciting stuff. I'm um, actually I'm pretty stoked about uh, this specific thing. 
<laughs> I don't know why I'm being so secretive. I don't know. Uh, so the the Miles Morales um, Spider Verse costume mm-hmm. specifically, I think is is really nice because they do the whole frame rate thing that they did in yep. the movie. Uh, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like the way that he's moving and stuff, and then the I can't I can't like I visually mean, represent, but like, it's the slow frame. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, very stagnant moving. So what I think is really cool about that is the matter of that's a that's the skill. It's not like you have to be wearing the suit the entire time to do that. So once you level up the suit enough, right, and you keep the perk, you that is perk can be applied to whatever suit you use. So that's mm-hmm. that's not just for the Spider Verse costume. Okay, so that, that I, I did not know. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat because I was like, I hate to play the entire game in that costume necessarily. While it's not a bad one, I'm gonna want to try the other costumes, like so, the one where. Uh, He's naked and just in his underwear. Nope. That was my nope. favorite costume in, in the PS4. not what game. I was going for. Uh, I so don't think have... I even unlocked that one. Well, because you didn't need it for the trophy. Yeah, it's like the last thing that you unlock. Yeah. Uh, it added some gameplay for me, at least. <sighs> I don't know about gameplay, but play maybe. Because uh, mm. I don't know if there's any <laughs> game you could do to. Uh, moving on. So yeah, outside of that, um, there's also new suits coming to Spider-Man Remastered. I thought that was exciting because they talked about this when they first announced it. Yeah. Uh, but it's the first time you ever see anything. Have you have you seen them yet? Uh, I haven't actually seen what they look like. They're pretty snazzy. I like it. so one is the armored advanced suit. Um, so kind of annoying. It's another armored suit because there's a lot of armored suits in the original game already. But I think it's nice to see the take on the advanced suit having an armored variation. So I thought it looked cool. It's probably my favorite suit in the game. Looking at it, like I will want to play in this one the most. Really? Yeah, I, I like I like the layout. I really do. I, I honestly, so while Minoid's another armored suit, I love the armored suits, especially the armored suit four. And the other one is the Arachnid Rider, um, influenced I'm assuming by Common Rider. Uh, for those who aren't uh, familiar with what that is, it's like Power Rangers kind of stylized, but it's usually this one singular character, and it's it's pretty much Power Rangers. Pretty much Power Rangers. Um, but they have a cell shaded suit for Spider-Man, and, you know, traditional red and blue, very vibrant, very loud. So I think that one looks pretty cool too. Looks like an old, you know, like a samurai warrior kind of deal, like a mech fighter outfit. That's the the arachnid. Arachnid. Rider. Okay. Because yeah. this is what I would have thought the armored would have looked like. No, I have, it, armored, I have it pulled up on my phone right yeah, now. Yeah, the armored one is like uh, so the white spider emblem he has on the okay. regular advanced suit. Is now more more armorish, I guess. It covers more of the outfit itself. Okay. Um, well, this arachnid one looks kind of like a, like um, what do they call like a Gundam? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, it, like a mecha warrior. It's kind very of deal. Yes. yeah, very Japanese mm-hmm. looking. I thought that was really cool. I saw that, and these are original suits too. So these aren't things that were pulled from comics from inspiration or anything like that. This isn't. These are Insomniac original costumes. I like that. I so, like the original stuff. Yes. So, outside of that, Steven, there was a, they've, as we know, that Spider-Man Remastered is going to need an updated trophy list leading into a new set of trophies along with another Platinum. But, they've also added five additional trophies to the game, and Steven, it is now time for tea time. Tea time? Yes, my dear boy, it is tea time. I thought I left the kettle on. Oh my... Oh, it's tea time! The most splendid time of the morning, afternoon, and evening. 
Tea Time is a part of the show in which I, Agatha, am joined by my dear southern friend, Orville. And we talk about our favorite pastime. Trophies! Particularly, trophy news, trophies we have recently earned, are currently hunting, or just have a special place in our hearts. So sit down and join us for a cup of tea. Orville, thank you so much for joining me for tea time. What trophy news do you have for us today? Hey there, Agatha. Well, we got a slew of PlayStation trophy news. I'm not sure if you've heard over the weekend. Oh. But a multiple PlayStation 5 trophy list have dropped. Oh, let me pour you some tea first. Will you be taking sugar with your tea, Orville? I'll take two sugars, please. Oh, you always were a sweet man, Orville. (laughs) I'll just plop two sugars inside your cup. Thank you kindly, ma'am. And here is your tea, Orville. You were saying... Multiple PlayStation 5 trophy lists have dropped, including Astro's Playroom, Demon's Souls, Spider-Man Remastered, and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, my. All four games have a very attainable platinum. Oh, I've always been a fan of the easily attainable. Uh, If you may recall... Spider-Man Remastered was getting a new updated trophy list. Oh, that's right. Looks like they're just adding five additional trophies. I encourage you to go check those out. I believe they are on the PlayStation blog now. If not, you can always Google it, I'm sure. I always frequent psnprofiles.com. But yeah, it looks like we'll have a a good holiday season for uh, some good platinum trophy hauling. Oh, that's wonderful, Orville. Thank you so much for joining me for Tea Time, the segment all about trophies and tea. The pleasure is all mine. All right, well, that was interesting. (laughs) Yes, indeed it was. was, I think something was in that tea that they were drinking. Good stuff, not gonna lie, though. It was a lot more than Earl Grey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh... So, on to, on to some not-trophy-related news. Yeah, uh, so, Days Gone to receive enhancements on the PlayStation 5. Uh, nothing crazy about this. Very straightforward. Uh, game will run at 60 frames per second uh, with dynamic 4K support. Uh, big thing for me is the PS4 save data will carry over. Well, I say big for me, but, like, I only played the first 20 minutes of Days Gone on the PS4 anyway, so I'll probably start over to begin with. But I'm glad that it's happening, because, uh, again... I don't want to see... Like, we talked about this last time where I think how they're handling save data on some of these games. Yeah, is, the communication was kind of weird. Yeah, very but here's, weird. So actually... Uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but... Uh, no, no, no. In that video that I saw with the user interface walkthrough from Digital Foundry, uh-huh. um, they actually showed the um, save data saved on the PlayStation Plus, like on the cloud, Yeah, for PS4, mm-hmm. and you can just download it right from there. Oh, okay. So, so when you're, I, I think when you're playing a game that's a PS4 game backwards compatible, mm-hmm. you can just download the PS4 save and it works fine. That makes sense. That's what I figured they would do. That would be the most streamlined and most simplistic way for everyone to understand how it works. I don't know it. why they didn't say that. I, it, because PlayStation. At this point, with how much they're showing off and not answering simple questions and letting everyone else answer it for them, it's how they've been handling this entire thing since... The initial reveal of the actual PlayStation Five console. Yeah, it's it's the trend, um, and I, we talked about this at the top of the show. 
how it's nice for them to be able to let everyone else talk about it for them. Problem being is like people are looking to them for the answers. Yeah. It's gonna like if people aren't watching everything else, which I mean, granted, more likely they are watching everyone else because they want to see other coverage and de- small details. But that's what those other coverages should be for. It's like small missed details, things that are minute. The letting the journalists and the media and influencers ask those questions that we don't think to ask. Not simplistic questions like, how do I get my PS4 save on my PlayStation 5? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like, I, that, why should the journalist from IGN come over and say, hey, how do they do this? Why can't you just tell me in the damn video revealing how the system works? Yeah. Well, I mean, after this, maybe people won't go to PlayStation for that information. Maybe after this, people will come to dual senses for all of their PlayStation needs. I mean, we just pull it from everyone else, so I mean, yeah, sure, why not? Come on, come on, all right. guys, we'll take the listens. <laughs> we're, we're like the, the, the opposite of a middleman. We're the end man, where yes. all of the information ends up with us, uh-huh. and then we just can give you that. We're, we're, like, like, we're like Wikipedia. Yeah, we, you don't have to go search six or seven different sites to, to find out what's going on. You just listen to this one show here, and you don't have to even read it. You can just listen. And eventually, maybe you'll even watch it. Who knows? Ooh. Um, Spoilers, Alex. Spoilers. Dude, you know what? Fuck it. All right? I don't (laughs) even care. This year's going crazy. I'm off the rails. I'm wild. You're correct. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely insane. An untamed beast. This is why people come to us. Because we're untamed beasts. Yes. Because we are untamed beasts. Beasts. Why are you saying it like Beast. that? Because I just realized how weird it is when something is STS. We've talked about this in the past. You had the same reaction, and you went on for like a half an hour with different words that ended that way. Like, no joke, we've had this conversation. I'm trying to think of more. Please, see, that's the problem. No. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, so did you hear about the... Uh, there was like this third-party group. They were making, like... New plates for the PlayStation 5. There's PlateStation, I think was the name of one of the websites. That is a terrible name. I think it's great at PlateStation. That's Because ter- it's where you get your plates, your face plates. Dumb. Your dinner t- plates. Dumb. I don't think your that... I, there's China. one in particular, though, who, like, they dropped... They only had five different, like, skins. So they had the black one, they had a deep red, a deep blue, and a camo one. And then there's one more, but I can't remember what it was. Uh... And they looked pretty good. They used a 3D printer and everything, and they announced their stuff like almost immediately after that PlayStation 5 teardown video that went out, mm-hmm. explaining that you can remove the plates. Um, well, they're no longer doing that. This comes from uh, the Video Games Chronicle, um, that Sony was uh, prepared to take legal action against them, and they are no longer making plates, just rather console skins now. Which, it's disappointing. Yeah, I don't understand why they care. Yeah, because... If you guys remember, when the PS4 first launched, the glossy top part of the matte finish of the console was removable. It's how you could ex- remove the internal hard drive and replace it with one of your own. Um, PlayStation made some additional plates available as well. Very, very few, though. There was and, a little big Planet one that looked nice. Mm-hmm. And then and a there, Bloodborne one, I think. Yep. And I think one other one. And then they had a few others on limited edition consoles, like uh, the Batman Arkham Knight console had a removable one but like you wouldn't want to remove it because it it was a silhouette so the bottom half of the playstation was a silhouette same thing with the uncharted 4 uh special edition console it had nathan drake on it but the other half of it was his body so like it didn't make sense to swap up the faceplate and then there was a few like uh 
other ones, like ones like a soccer ball that was on fire, and then a couple other things. They were all really dumb, and it wasn't really supported. And then when they released the Slim and the PlayStation 4 Pro, the idea was totally dropped. So it's not like there's a huge... If there was a huge market for it, you know, and people were super, super into it, PlayStation would have capitalized on it with a PS4. But they didn't. Yeah, and now they're just not letting people do a thing. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with, like, custom controllers. Right. Like, how Microsoft has the, the workshop or whatever you, where you can create your own custom Xbox controller. But the thing is, even with that, Xbox at least fully supports that. Yeah, but like, PlayStation, PlayStation does, does not, not, by any means. Which, uh, yeah, like, I don't I don't understand. If they're not going to let other people do it, then they should do it. Right. Like, but do if it they're yourself. not going to do it, then let other people do it. And like, why make a removable faceplate anyway? Right, it like, doesn't void the warranty by any means, so... Yeah. If it was profit you didn't want to lose, then capitalize on it. You know someone else wants to do it, but you know that's not going to happen. I feel like so it's not just, their style. It's one of those weird little, like, they want to kind of control things, but they don't really. I think that they need to, in this regard, they need to be a little less like Nintendo. Yeah. It, I, I want them to, to just embrace other people just enjoying their systems however they want. Yeah, but even then, like... So, one, Nintendo is not taking legal action against anyone doing that stuff to Joy-Cons. It just voids the warranty on the Joy-Cons because you're removing hardware. Okay, cool. I'm taking that risk. This is doing nothing to anyone. It's Now this business is going to resort to making skins where they're definitely going to lose more money because console skins aren't a huge thing. They haven't been for a long time. And most of the time when you try to change them out, it looks super gross because that residue is all over your console. No one wants to damage it like that. No one likes that residue. Yeah, it, it's God. It, God awful. Goo gun doesn't work. It's stupid. So people, especially now that people know they can move their face plates, they're going to say, well, why would I want a sticker if I know I can just change out the plate itself? Yeah. Like, they're not going to want to waste time. They're going to be waiting on PlayStation to do something. Probably unbeknownst to them, that PlayStation probably won't do anything. Yeah, so. I, hope, I hope that they kind of backpedal a little bit on some of this. Well, they didn't quite, from what I understand, if I remember the article correctly, they didn't pursue legal action, but they threatened it, from what I understand, and that business just decided it's not worth it. Not worth it. We'll just just back out. Who cares? So, super dumb, unfortunate, but oh well. Well, Hopefully, I mean, we'll see how that pans out. Mm -hmm. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, in in other news, uh, Ratchet and Clank... Rift Apart has been confirmed as a PlayStation 5 console exclusive. That has me so damn excited. This will be, I think, the first... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the first actual PlayStation 5, completely PlayStation 5 exclusive game. Officially announced. Uh, it's hard to correct you if you're wrong on this. Because Demon Souls... Might be out on PC. Might be, but we don't know. Like according to one presentation, it was, but then they've taken it down. So who knows? And what about like is Destruction All Stars? That is solely PlayStation. I don't know if it's coming to the four or not, but I believe, as far as we know, they've only advertised a PlayStation Five version. Okay, and I've never Destruction All Stars is right, but even then, I think people expect Ratchet and Clank to launch before Destruction All Stars. Mm -hmm. Everyone's expecting this game to be out by holiday, which I'm. I could believe. Honestly. Yeah, I believe it. Because I, I feel like they had like a separate team working on that. Exactly. Smaller team working on Miles Morales because that's a lot of it's it. the same engine and things. And like it's that. a smaller game. A game mm-hmm. is. I think they release playtime now is anywhere from eight to ten or twelve to fifteen hours long. Yeah. So Ratchet and Clank, I imagine, probably more extensive because it's solely built on the PlayStation Five, which I 
that game, the fact that it's not a launch, honestly, I would have preferred that being a launch game more so than Spider-Man. I understand why, because the Spider-Man name carries more. It's the highest selling PlayStation exclusive out there, I believe. Um, So, and everyone knows Spider-Man. Crazy to think, but not everyone knows Ratchet and Clank. So, it, it makes sense. But that, Insomniac has always proven with Ratchet and Clank what PlayStation can do. We've yeah, which is weird considering every time. the kind of game it is. But but I, yeah. I think it's because it's the type of game it is, it gives them the ability to really push limits on what they do. Because they don't try to do a whole lot with the game itself. It's very straightforward gameplay. I don't know. And I, good story I, writing. I disagree. I think there's a lot going on. In I mean, Ratchet no, that's the thing. There's a, there's a lot. There's definitely a lot going on. There's good writing, and the, but like gameplay-wise, it is, at the end of the day, it's a core third-person action platformer shooter with a bunch of collectibles. Like, that in itself is fine. But because they keep that nice and tight and they vary the weapons, they can focus a lot of time on sound, graphics, color, um, physics. They can spend all that extra time detailing all these things because yeah. the gameplay is... They're not... They're not overcomplicating anything. They have... They are a developer that, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They keep... If they find something that works and it sticks... They take it and they keep it there. They might fine tune it here and there, like some extra touches. Um, when the quality of life changes, as they realize other games are doing this, and they're like, "Oh, hey, we can do that. Why not do it? It makes sense. It'll work. It's not going to cause any issues." They don't do this massive, massive overhaul, which I love. Like Sunset Overdrive was probably the first one that really hit me, but that game was like the Voltron of video games. And I've said this, and that that's a quote from an IGN art, a review of Sunset Overdrive, but it makes sense. Because that game had so much from other previous Insomniac games developed. It carried a lot from um, Ratchet and Clank's platforming and shooting. It carried a lot of shooting aspects from, um, I think it was called Fuse. Um, so a lot in Traversal. So it combined all those things. And then you saw it in Ratchet and Clank 2016, where they took a lot of the best parts of previous Ratchet and Clank games and stuff from Traversing and, uh, that they really, really expanded upon in Sunset Overdrive and brought it over into this. And then there was Spider-Man. Spider-Man, like, you, every Insomniac game has that same weapons wheel or gadget wheel, whatever it is. I like the wheels. Because it makes sense and it works. Yeah. If Again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if they do do anything different with it, it's just quality of life. Or they do it when it makes sense. I will so, say, the thing that I'm most looking forward to with Ratchet & Clank is... I, I feel like Ratchet & Clank games have always been beautiful. Mm-hmm. They've always been... Uh, I feel like they've been like the first real, like eye popping, beautiful games on any generation. Yeah, been I swear by it that and Ratchet and Clank 2016 is the first game anyone should play on PS4 Pro. I mean, it's good shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm most excited about Ratchet and Clank on PS5 because of ray tracing. Yeah. Because the, I mean, some of the ray tracing stuff that they're doing with Miles Morales is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that with Ratchet and Clank, we're just going to see that expanded upon because they aren't also attached to a PS4 version of the game. Yes. And the ray tracing with real-time uh, ray traced reflections and lighting combined with all of the destruction, no, it's all a, of the it's particle a very, effects. It's very, bombastic game. I am fucking excited for my mind to be blown. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, with the dimension pulling, oh where you, God. like, open up a rift into... A different time yeah and then you like like, pull it into the just wild stuff that they're pulling off Mm -hmm. visually just from the the stuff that they teased with the videos that they've released and uh i think i honestly think this game 
is probably my most anticipated PS5 game yep. as of right now. I, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. It, it's just, I, I think it looks phenomenal, and I'm really excited to see how they push the... And not only that, so another big thing about this, and this goes to other Ratchet & Clank games, how fast. So, like, Ratchet & Clank games, like so with this, with Rift Apart, you're going to different rifts in time and space and whatnot, that is demanding because you're changing the environment of mm-hmm. where you are almost instantly mm-hmm. and a lot of this stuff has to load very quickly in the background this game with how fast that PlayStation 5 SSD is is going to be utilizing that to the fullest this is what a next gen game early in a console's life should be it should showcase everything the console does but not be this repetitive tech demo it's I, I can't I can't express how much I want Ratchet and Clank in my hands. Like more I'm than any for other it. game, that's what I want. Ratchet and Clank has always been my gaming comfort food, mm-hmm. and like it just always feels nice. I, I always feel like I immediately know what I'm getting into, but I'm almost always surprised, regardless. Yep. And uh, I I think Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is going to be phenomenal. No, I just want to play Ratchet and Clank. Game of the year. <laughs> game of the year. Calling it. I, I don't know what game of the year, but. They'll definitely get some noms in some other categories. Full show on. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, so, uh, additionally, Sony has detailed accessibility options on the PlayStation 5. Uh, that includes a lot of things. It, it, is, it is a lot. So, I think the biggest thing, and it's really cool that PlayStation's getting into this. So, we saw a lot of PlayStation games get into it previously with uh, Last of Us. Spider-Man was a big one. Um... God of War had some things, I believe. But uh, the biggest thing I think I saw was the haptics feedback. And this is something you, you brought up, actually. Um, and you can find this all on the SIE blog. Uh, not the PlayStation blog. Not to get that confused. But you can go through and make this... like So for people that have a, a physical handicap trying to use the haptic, control, haptic controllers or triggers on the dual sense. It, with that resistance, that could be a problem for them. Yeah, it can so, make it hard to squeeze the triggers. So exactly. You can, that's actually kind of interesting. You can, like, loosen the triggers. Or just flat out turn them off. Yeah, like that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I wonder <clears throat> if... I wonder if how many people will be affected by that. From what I hear, is nothing positive about how the haptic feedback works. But I wouldn't be surprised if some gamers and people that are just used to not having that resistance there yeah, will turn that off just because it feels weird. Well, the thing, you know. the thing about accessibility options is the amount of people who need them are always obviously in the minority, mm-hmm. but I think that there are always features that should be implemented. Yes. Even if it only affects a small margin, like a, mm-hmm. a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of players, I still think it's worth including because uh, I mean, we, want, we want everyone to be able to play games. We want everyone to be able to enjoy games. Uh, we want games to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, on top of that, uh, like, like for example, with The Last of Us Part Two, uh, which I know you haven't played yet, but uh, they have so many accessibility options in that game. Mm-hmm. I literally sat down with somebody who was blind, and they could play the game. True story. Hmm. Really fucking cool. Huh. That kind of design and allowing for those kinds of features... It just opens up things so much. And even if I don't have any kind of physical disability or anything like that, I still enabled certain accessibility features because it made it easier to find collectibles 
or it made it easier for me to assess different situations in the game. Mm -hmm. So I could really customize my gameplay experience based on what I was trying to get out of it. Yeah. Where with that game, I didn't want to feel like I was desperately trying to survive in this awful world. I wanted to experience the story, but I didn't want to be stuck in the same place over and over again. So I enabled certain accessibility features to allow me to have a better understanding of where enemies were mm -hmm. and where they were going to be, uh, and also to enhance my visibility of collectibles. So like those are just like personal things. Uh, but there's like having those kinds of features is really awesome. The fact that they're implementing some of them into the PlayStation 5 in regards to the, the haptic feedback and things like that for the triggers uh, on the DualSense controller, awesome. I would love for that to be taken even further. Yep. Yeah, and it seems like it's, it's a train that's not going to stop. Like I said, it was something that was implemented in PlayStation exclusives beforehand. Now it's something in the core of the system itself, not the games. So that's that's huge. Honestly, I really want the way that the way that Naughty Dog implemented accessibility features into The Last of Us Part Two. Mm -hmm. I really want to see that implemented across the board. I want that to be the new standard. Yeah. And I think in this generation, probably not at launch, but in this generation, I think this is the time that we're going to see it. I think, honestly, we'll see it at launch. Like, like, so the biggest one, again, was Spider-Man 2018. So Miles Morales will have it. Um, and then again, with to the extent of... Last of Us Part Two, though. Not, I don't know if to the extent of Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> That's the two. thing, because they went above and beyond. Yeah, but at the same time, I think we'll see that snowball. I think yeah. we'll see that become a standard. So if Insomniac's already doing it, that means you know Ratchet and Clank will have something. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I guarantee you that means Sony Santa Monica will do something with the next God of War. I at least with PlayStation exclusives, I foresee that being a standard. Maybe mm -hmm. not each one's outbidding the other person. Well, that's that, kind of why I like the idea. Studios, I think that'll be a thing. That's why I like the idea of having these features implemented on the system side, mm -hmm. like built into the system, in the same way that the like the difficulty options yep. and inverted camera controls. Those are technically accessibility options. Yeah. Uh, so having even more in depth and intricate accessibility options built into the system, just baked in, mm -hmm. so that they can just automatically apply to games. That way developers don't have to worry about it. It's just built into the infrastructure of the system. I don't know exactly how all this programming stuff Well, works, I think developers have to worry about it because they have to make sure the game can respond to it properly. But Yeah, but like if it's built into the architecture of the system, I feel like it, it's got to be easier to implement. So I, I like, I, I I like so. the There's, idea of... They don't have to mess like... You don't have to now go into the game settings. So the game yeah. has less it needs to... Yeah. I, I like the idea of PlayStation kind of taking that... And really running with it. Well, they have a whole program now, so I don't know if you were able to read the entire article. They have something that's like PlayStation Able. Yeah, that's, like this, I feel uh, like they, they've had it for a while, but yeah, that's been going on for a little bit. Uh, but I think with that being said, if they put out this blog post for PlayStation Five, that means that they're sticking with that brand. Mm -hmm. That's not going anywhere. So that's cool. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. More games for more people. Yep, yep. Uh, speaking of more games, uh, in the Dark Pictures, uh, Little Hope. Dark Pictures Little Hope, uh, there was a teaser for the next game in the Dark Pictures anthology, uh, which is allegedly called The House of Ashes. Hmm. That's that's an interesting thing. Yep. Uh, I I played the Man of Medan, or Madan, or however you pronounce it. Anyways, uh, so I played I played the Dark Pictures Man of Medan game. Mm -hmm. It was fine. I like Until Dawn significantly more. Little Hope looked a lot better. It looked more intriguing. 
Uh, I didn't pick it up yet, but I, I plan to. Uh, so knowing that there's going to be more and that they're still sticking with this Dark Pictures anthology, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you that don't know, in case you couldn't piece this together based on what I said, uh, it's the from the creators of Until Dawn, they have an anthology horror series of shorter horror experiences. They're like interactive movies, a lot of fun to play with friends, pretty cool, conceptually. Uh, but yeah, so House of Ashes. Uh, yeah, this is the one with like the military people. Who is that actress? I don't know. I didn't watch any of it. I have no background in the, the dark anthology stuff, so I haven't even touched it. So, anyways, House of Ashes. It looks like it takes place in some kind of like a like a military setting, mm-hmm. and there's like a cave. Uh, looks kind of spooky. Uh, don't really know a lot of details. In the same way that we found out about Little Hope, though. It's just like a little teaser trailer at the end of the game for, um, at the end of Little Hope for the next game in the Dark Pictures anthology. Um, alongside with this, though, uh, we also sort of got a glimpse at uh, there's going to be little collections, like Blu-ray, Blu-ray disc collections. I didn't put this on the list, but I meant to. <coughs> um, but they're going to have collections of the games in the anthology series, and the first one is a collection that has the first game, Man of Medan, or Medan, and uh, the Little Hope game on one disc. So okay. that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I bet they're going to do another collection with all three games once Little Hope comes out, or, or once um, House of Ashes comes out, mm-hmm. and I bet they're going to do, just keep doing that and keep milking this and making a bunch of money. Huh. That's pretty cool. But yeah, more scary games. I like that. More yeah. interactive movie games. I love that. <laughs> and more games with easy trophies. Good God. Easy Platinums. But we already had tea time for today. Yeah, I don't know if I could. <laughs> I don't think anyone can handle another tea time. <laughs> um, so, additionally, uh, Fortnite is launching for PlayStation 5 uh, with 4K and 60 frames per second support. Uh, so that's... Yeah, like, okay. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Like, like, we already knew the game could do it from what PC players are using, and we knew ray tracing was coming to it. So, it's cool. It's, we know it's going to be there at launch right away. Not much else to be said about it. Yeah, not really anything unexpected there, but I guess it's worth saying. Yeah. Fortnite, 4K, 60 frames per second. All right. Um, so, uh, Demon Souls, mm-hmm. uh, integrated into the system, there's that, that thing uh, on the PlayStation. Jesus Christ, I'm like suddenly dying. <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, it, it has that, that the, the tutorial videos it'll, a guide to teach you how to do things if you get stuck or anything like that yes uh, and Demon Souls has a shit ton of them yes a shit ton of tutorial videos and walkthroughs from the developers themselves um, and specifically over 180 individual tutorial videos yeah this came over from the Washington Post so when I saw this I was like good lord like it makes sense for a game like Demon Souls to have this but it's I think the big thing is that playstation's going all in with this feature yeah they could have totally said yeah this is gonna be thinking games half-assed it at least at launch at least at <laughs> launch but like for but i think it's a good sign if they have over 180 videos in just one game alone at launch like that's huge that's really flipping cool um i are you gonna play demon souls i think i am okay demon souls is the only game out of like the whole dark souls yeah. thing that I actually got into uh, and that's kind of because 
I didn't know what it was when I first played it, really. I remember that, yeah. Uh, so I kind of just... I got into it, and I really liked it for its atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It was just very depressing. Very... <laughs> Seriously, because you're in this place called the Nexus, and everyone's dead, and they're like, oh, I'm trapped here, this sucks, oh my god. And they just sit there, and they feel like they can't do it. And they're like, oh, I want to go and do this thing, but I'm going to die. And all of them are just like, I am dying, I am dead, I will die. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, it's just a lot. It is. Uh, And then, of course, I would get into the first level, and then I would die, and then I would turn it off, and then a month later, I would start the game up again, and then I would die, and then I would turn it off, and then... It would be that thing until mm-hmm. eventually I just never touched the game again. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, this game... Because I remember the first time you had me play Demon's Souls. It was on the PS3, obviously. You had me come over, you didn't tell me anything about the game. I'm playing it, I didn't understand the control scheme, because this, this swing my sword, it was R2, and that was weird at the time, like... Oh, that's right. I'm like, why is it not a face button? And you're like, it's just how... I'm like, well, this already pisses me off. Like, and it was just very slow, and I'm like, God... Why am I playing this? And you're like, it's it's apparently a really good thing. It's gonna be hard. I'm like, what do you mean by hard? Like, it like really really unbearably hard. I'm like, I'm losing faith as to why I should be playing this. Like this, none of this sound. Playing it right now is not enjoyable. And then you're gonna tell me it's gonna get worse. <laughs> like, who the fuck wants to do this? And so, and I, at that point, the whole Soulsborne genre kind of just turned me off. But as they've come out, and as I talk to people that enjoy these games, I'm more and more interested. And just with what Bluepoint has done with this game, and how good it looks, it, and... Yes, this game looks fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Like, the, the texture work is mm-hmm, amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it looks phenomenal. So, like, I'm like, I'm prepared to die. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I'll hop in. I'm going to hate myself. Well, see, that's the thing, though. I feel like... So, a lot of people, like the true diehard fans, they like to play these kinds of games. They go in blind and they figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Um, other people, uh, they use online guides and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I feel like having the guide, like the tutorials and the guides built into the system, mm-hmm. that is perfect for somebody like me. Yeah, sucks at these games. (laughs) I don't want to struggle, but I want to enjoy it because it's beautiful, and I appreciate and respect what it is. But I just, I, I want to enjoy my games. I don't want to have. I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to be mad that I'm playing a video game. If I'm stressed, I want it to be for, like, story purposes. Yeah, like like, like, oh god, this is exactly. So they that and then that accessible platinum. I'm like, man, that's uh, that's real enticing. It yeah, that was a huge point for me. Like when. Uh, we knew someone that Platinum Demon Souls in the PS3, and I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, you just have to beat the game. And I'm like, so that's difficult, but it's not unreasonable. And now we have 180 tutorials that are going to help us do it. Right. Built right into the system. I'm in. I am so in. Will I buy it at launch? Hell no. But I could see myself, I think with this new console, I'm going to buy games more regularly. I have... Well, you're going to eventually probably have every launch game. Yeah, that's true. But I think at this point in time, I'll be able to stagger games. Because I think I'll... Granted, with a kid on the way, I probably won't have necessarily the time um, after a while. You've got to get all your gaming in before. I think think now, especially because I feel like I'm up at all hours now anyway. um, The house is kind of finally settling in. I'm going to need something to occupy my time besides the podcast and work. So I think I'll start finding myself, and Rachel and I both enjoy playing games, um, whether I'm watching her play or she's watching me play or we're playing together. 
I could totally see like instead of this finding instead of finding a show we want to watch, we just play a game. That's how it's worked in the past. Works pretty well. So I wouldn't be surprised if I just you know go from Spider-Man Miles Morales to Bucks Snacks, and then like wait a sack boy. And with how these games are very short, you know, I guess and I shouldn't say short because they're they're good length games, mm-hmm. but they're gonna be quicker to go through and platinum and everything like that. It'll be easier for me to kind of stay on the grind and stay on top of the games I'm interested in instead of falling behind like I did with the PlayStation Four, where I just stop playing games because I'm like, all right, fuck this. Well, I so. think at the beginning of any generation, it's always easier to stay on top of things just because there's there's fewer of a selection of, of new games. I see. I don't know. Like the PS4, when it launched, I think the only thing I really really played a lot was Need for Speed Rivals. It was a pretty oh, game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was my first platinum on the that PS4. That was fun, too. And, but it took so long for a PS4 game, at least for me, to come out that I really wanted to play. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that stuff really hitting it until the following year. And even then, it was like almost a year before. And I think that's why one of the reasons I got burnt out on playing video games for a while because like there was just nothing there for me. Yeah. And it wasn't until holiday 2014, really, where games started picking up for me. I'm like, all right, cool, we're in full gear. But at that time, I was in school. I just moved to Louisville. It was too much. I so I stopped playing games. I didn't have the time. Where that would have been like the perfect time for me to play games. But I was burnt out. Now there's great stuff all the time. Exactly. Now there's just stuff like I'm not burnt out. I'm I'm in a good clear headspace. I'm ready to go. So I'm like, all right, let's tackle it. And then they've got good stuff from the get go. I'm not waiting a year and a half for the games I want to play. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, I hate to shit on your parade with some bad news. Um, but speaking of launch titles, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, they, it, this isn't really that bad of news, but Sackboy, A Big Adventure is not going to launch with online co-op. Yeah. So there's still going to be local co-op, couch co-op, same screen. That's still going to be in the game at launch, but they are delaying the online features until later somewhere. this year. It, it, so far, it's later 2020. Uh, it should be available for the end of the year. As a free downloadable patch yes. for the game. So here's the thing also about that patch. This patch will also come along with cross-gen play. So if you're wanting to play online together, you're playing with PS4 players and PS5. Really cool. And save transfers for the PS5. Which is nice. So that's nice. But pisses me off all the same. Why? So because this is a patch happening where PS Gen 5. So if you have a PS4 copy of Zack Boy and then you put it in the PS5, free digital upgrade. Depending on when you do that, though, your save doesn't carry over. Yeah. So people are going to have to wait, I would, at least I would suggest, before putting their PS4 copy of Sackboy in the PS5 and starting it. So here's upgrading. the thing, though. I think, so the PS5 version, you get you get that for free. Yeah. You I, can, I reckon the PS5 version is a digital download. It is, yeah, so you can wait. You yeah. can play the PS4 version through backwards compatibility and still yeah. have access. You, to you save. can still do that, but and then the other portion is is like the safe portion comes with a patch. Do you see what I'm getting at? Mm. All these developers talking like, oh, I don't know, it's going to be this that, and the other. But Sackboy just announced that they're going to have cross saves available or upgrades or save transfers via patch. a patch. Well, maybe that's because it's a game that's on. Mm. Yeah, I say there's no. Yeah. Now it really is up to the developers, and now it really is a thing of like PlayStation, much like Microsoft, totally has the authority to say, make it work. If it's just a patch, 
I imagine it's the same across the board for everywhere else. Like, everywhere else could just make the patch. Sure, yeah. it, may, it may be a little more tedious for others to pan through the game, this, that, and the other, what they're doing, how they do things. That patch may be more tedious to do, but it can be done. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, still, I I honestly feel like the, the whole save transferring thing and backwards compatibility, I feel like all of that is all... It's weird for us because we aren't able to experience it. I feel like it's going to make a lot more sense once we get our hands on the system, once we try things out. I don't... I don't well, I don't necessarily think this is a, a problem of it not making sense. Mm-hmm. I think it's a matter of... So, again, I use the Yakuza like a dragon as an example. Mm-hmm. Like, we know... Like, like how much of that is, like, a, a translation or a communication issue? Because if you play the backwards compatible version on the PlayStation 5, mm-hmm. which there is no native PS5 thing... If you upload your save to the PlayStation Plus cloud, cloud yeah. you can download it and you should be able to just play it. Right. So even though the save doesn't transfer through some other means, you can just do it that way and then it works fine. Allegedly. According to my understanding based on what I saw in the Digital Foundry video, where they went into the settings and that was a thing. Yeah. They separated PS4 and PS5 games when you went to save data. You could just choose the game and download the save. Right. Boom. So, well, I think that's where it also becomes a problem as a matter of, like, it's still the same issue, though. Yakuza Like a Dragon does not carry over, like, when the, when the PS5 version of that game launches, your PS4 save will not carry over to the PS5 version. They're the same game. Sackboy is doing it. Yeah, but, like, but I don't think you get a free upgrade, though. With, with Yakuza? Yakuza like you do. You do. You do get a free upgrade. So that's, again, why do I get a free upgrade for this game but my save won't carry over? So that's why I'm, like... And so I said last week with Last of Us, I'm terrified to play that game on a PS4 and play a PS4 version because I could totally see the same issue. Well, granted, Last of Us is a PlayStation Studios title. I doubt that'll be an issue compared to the Yakuza, which is a third-party game. Honestly, though, like, but I, mean, I don't know. I, I still don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think I don't think people are going to care. I, I I think some people will care. Yeah. But I think the everyday most person. people aren't going to give a fuck. And even me, diehard PlayStation fan with a shit ton of games on my PlayStation Network account. A lot of them are going to be playable on both. Some of them have versions on PS5 and PS4. I don't give a fuck. I'll play the backwards compatible version with higher frame rate, and I'm fine. Well, that's the thing. That's fine, but I think for certain people that are like, I bought this game because I want to play the PS5 version. I just picked up the PS4 version because I didn't want to wait. Mm-hmm. Like, again, especially for like larger games. So like Yakuza is going to be a big game. If you all of a sudden now come across the PlayStation 5 and you get the upgrade, cool, and then you're told you have to start all the way from the beginning just because that's yeah, what you're I giving mean, but that still, sucks still you paid for the ps4 version you got the ps4 version they're giving you the ps5 version for free but you so at that point do you want to use not, the ps5 version yeah i i mean it's it's entirely up to you I, would, I i feel like i feel like it's a it's it's one of those things where yeah on paper it seems shitty but also you're getting the ps5 version for free like yeah, it would be nice if, if saves transferred over 100%, and maybe they will in the future. Maybe it was a translation or communication issue. Maybe it's going to be simpler. I don't know. But still, you have the PS4 version. You can still play your old game. You have the PS5 version for free. But you probably won't play the PS5 version. I mean, I, if you want to, you can. It's I, a matter of, okay, how much do you care about playing I would PS5 much rather be told... Like, again, it's, it's just that... That directive. I'd rather. I'd much rather be told, no, 
No yeah. PS5 upgrade. I know it is the principle because of it. yeah, it's because it feels like you're missing out on a thing. It, it, but in actuality, though, you're getting more than you paid for. You you are getting more. You're, you're right. You're getting so another like $60 on paper, game. It's, it seems like you're missing out, but in reality, you're actually getting more. It just it stings a little because it's not it's not as nice. And the other guy's doing it. Well, yeah, but I mean, also, it's not like it's not like you were promised anything when you bought. Like, I mean, it, it, you're right. You're, you weren't like, promised or given these things, but it's it's just a matter of, like, it's convenience. In a generation, or what will be in the next console generation, where the idea is convenience and speed and ease of use, none of, none of how PlayStation's handling these save data transfers is any of that. Like, if you want simplicity and ease of use, say, okay, yeah, there's not going to be a PS5 version of Yakuza Like a Dragon, but your PS4 game will work on the PlayStation 5, your stable will Again, work. though, I wonder, so, I wonder if we're complicating the issue more because we don't fully understand it, because we don't have our hands on the system, because other people don't have their hands on the system, or because there were miscommunication issues. Well, because, I, again, like, I, I was very confused about save transfers for backwards compatible games. I was like, am I going to have to start all of my games over? But then when I saw the Digital Foundry video, mm-hmm. um, which, again, was not officially from PlayStation at all, but they just went into the settings, they went into their PlayStation Plus saved data cloud, and they could download game saves. I was like, oh, okay. Well, after I don't think... I don't, I'm suddenly not worried. Well, I don't think this is going to be a... I don't think it's a communication issue. I don't think it's that, because you've got two Japanese giants talking. So, like, I don't know where the translation error would be. Like, it's Sega uh, and PlayStation. So, that, it's pretty straightforward there. I don't know. So, I think we've got that. I think it's also a matter that Sega is the one that said it themselves. Like, no. PlayStation is not... It's not like the Ubisoft thing that we talked about last week where it's like, oh, wait, hold on, it might be a problem. This is stuck. And it's been conveyed numerous times that Xbox will be able to do this, PlayStation won't. And now that we know it's totally doable with things of a matter of a patch with Sackboy, at that point it's... At least for them. Right. So, I don't know. At least, like, like I said, it could be, I don't, there's different things that go into this stuff. Like, I, I think it's going to be dual, it's doable across all games. I don't think that's the issue. I think how tedious and how much goes into it because of the type of game it is, mm-hmm. that's where it lies. I understand that. I get it. But the fact that we know it's a patch and the fact that Sega hasn't said, like, oh, this is something that could come in the future or is something that will come in the future to not launch, like Sackboy, I get it. Also, keep in mind, though, I think that the Yakuza games are on the same engine as you know the ps4 games like i think they're using the same engine and maybe that's causing some problems as well i don't know there's there's a lot of different factors yeah that, that we don't fully understand but we'll see we'll see how everything pans out uh maybe maybe it all will become clear maybe it's just an anomaly we shall see mm-hmm. but um uh in in other news godfall has been announced as not a complete playstation 5 exclusive it is a timed exclusive mm-hmm. which is expected yeah i mean at this point it's it's nature of the beast and it's, isn't that uh gearbox is that right gearbox yes okay so gearbox put out a video very much just describing like a gameplay video like a, a good length amount of time showing what godfall is which is cool because that game needed it it definitely and it looks be better fun. now yeah it, it i suddenly am excited yeah i'm like wow okay cool i'm in why didn't they show cool shit <laughs> when they announced it. I don't know. Honestly, I think it's a matter of with it not being pimped out as like the big PlayStation. Like right now we know what the big four PlayStation games are for this holiday. Spider-Man, 
Astro. Sp- uh, Spider-Man. Astrobot. Astrobot. Uh, Astrobot. No. And Astrobot. No. Sp- Spider-Man, Astrobot. Bug Snacks. Uh, Little Big Planet. Sackboy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? No, it's just Astrobot and Bug Snacks. Well, I, I'm not... Those are the- <laughs> yeah, but Bug Snacks is going to be free, so if you have a PlayStation Plus membership, which I imagine if you own a PlayStation 5, because you're playing online, you would... Um, everyone's gonna have that, but the big yeah. four sellers for this holiday will be those guys. Um, so but yeah, Godfall wasn't really Godfall. Uh, yeah, it was gonna like it couldn't compete. There was no way. It was it's. Oh, there's a bunch of other looter shooter games. Like this is like a looter slasher. Looter slasher, I think. Which yeah, rolls off the tongue. It does, but um, that that's, a, that's a that's a conversation <laughs> in itself. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't. I know you. Were, I know who you are. Mm. Mm-hmm. I actually think the game looks more interesting with this new trailer. Uh, it being a, a timed exclusive, that's... I think we called that when it was first announced. Yeah, why a, a publisher like Gearbox would try to... Why, why it was even discussed as it being a sole PlayStation 5 exclusive was weird. Yeah, Gearbox I'm glad that they came out, though, and said, hey, this is a timed exclusive. It'll be on PC. That's good. Uh, they that's haven't, nice. Nothing confirmed for Xbox, but I imagine it'll come to Xbox probably later down the road, too. So, who knows? Yeah. So, cool stuff there. But yeah, so by the time that this episode comes out, uh, for our listeners, there will be uh, one or two days until the PlayStation 5 officially launches. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, at least, uh, we have some some reviews. Yeah. Some some feedback on the system. We've got reviews from GameSpot, uh, Nerdist, IGN, um, Push Square, um... I think Video Games Chronicle has one. Yeah, just about every big major outlet right now is reviewed a PlayStation 5 as far as I know. Yeah, and it is looking good. It's looking real good. It's looking Mm -hmm. really good. And uh, one thing that excites me, so console reviews, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Game reviews, I feel like that's important. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing some really good reviews for launch games, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, so Spider-Man... I don't think we've seen anything on Demon Souls yet, but I know Spider-Man and Sackboy both had their reviews, and I believe Astro's Playroom as well. Um, all of those overwhelmingly positive. I've only seen nothing go below like eight and higher. I'll, no perfect tens or anything like that anywhere across the board, but like eights and nines are what I'm seeing. Um, so that's good. Uh, Spider-Man's getting you know more of the same with some you know quality life changes and some new things here just yeah, due to the ray tracing. Yeah, that's cool. Got it. Um, Astro's Playroom. It's a fun little five-hour game platform is great um so there's that uh i think another big thing for this is the highlight of the show or not the show but for the console itself is the dual sense controller like that's awesome yeah like, that's how... the number one thing i i've been watching a lot of um videos uh, mostly of miles morales and astro's playroom mm-hmm. and specifically when people play astro's playroom like the first thing that they say is oh wow this feels different. Yep. That's like, and and then they they literally spend like five minutes just talking about how different it feels. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really exciting to me. Yeah. It, especially with how because, again, like they said, the play, the Dual Sense is different. It's a wildly different controller compared to every other PS4 controller out or PS4 any other PlayStation controller out there. It has definitely changed the pace. So it'll feel different in your hands. Um, at least it looks like it will. The haptic feedback. Um, the create button, the home button on the plate, or the PS button, or whatever you want to call it. There's so much different about it right now that there are a lot of concerns going into holding this controller. Like, 
is it gonna is it gonna work? Is it gonna have that same PlayStation feel? And it sounds like it does that in spades. Uh, some people are saying it is. IGN said that it is feels years beyond. Like it makes other controllers look like they're cavemen oh. with what this controller does, Jeez. which is impressive to say compared to where Xbox has the Elite controller out there. So while this control controller just have you know a bunch of customizable doodads and whatnot, it's doing enough for the standard controller to where it's like this. It they rose this they they raised the standard. I guess I would say because it probably doesn't compare as well to the Xbox Elite controller. I I personally wouldn't go that far just because of what that controller can do. Um, but the standard controller compared to what the, uh, a Switch Pro controller or Joy-Cons, compared what to the the Xbox controller is, compared to previous standard PlayStation controllers, which, again, if we remember correctly, there were very few third-party controllers on the PlayStation 4, so everyone more like was just using the standard DualShock. Um, it's, it's crazy to hear a comment like that. See, the thing that excites me, I was not sold on the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers. I was like, this is going to be like like HD rumble on the Switch, where it's like, oh, okay, this is some shitty thing that it's it's fun as like a little like gag for a minigame in one game, but then, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, we're, yeah. we're never going to use this again. This makes no difference. But everything that I've heard about this DualSense controller... Uh, that's what they talk about, yep. specifically. And not just that this is a cool thing, but that this is legitimately game-changing. Yeah. That this changes the way that that the world feels, the way that you interact with it. And I'm really curious to feel that for myself, because I feel like it's something where... It, kind of like virtual reality, where you don't really fully understand it until you do it. Yep. I feel like I'm not going to understand how... The adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback of the DualSense controller feels until I feel it myself. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Yeah, uh, it, I think it's, it'll it's be a thing that is new. Like part of me, like I want to hold this controller in my hands, great, but I won't care until I actually feel what those triggers are like. Like yeah. I won't care at all because I mean, sure, I'm holding the controller in my hand. All right, cool, whatever. I want to feel what it does. Well, we'll see. Actually how we feel about the controller in our hands because we're going to be doing an unboxing video. Yeah, but I won't be able to feel the haptic. Yeah, we won't be able to feel the haptic, but we'll be able to feel the controller. I want to feel the trigger, Steven. Well, that means we can just, we can do two then. I want to feel the trigger, Steven. We can talk about the controller by itself and we can talk about how much the controller uh, is changed by the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers. All right. We'll do that when we get this PS5 in here. We'll do an unboxing for that, too. There we go. You want to do a stream? You want to do a stream for that? Why not? For a game? Yeah. All right. So we'll have something to play. play want to play Sackboy? Yeah. That'd be a great one, I think. Yeah, I think Sackboy would be fine. It's co-op. And okay. We can... Uh, hmm. Only problem is, because, I mean, I've got... I'll, I'll have two DualSense controllers. Rachel will definitely, I would imagine, want to jump in at some point. Maybe. Well, yeah. So, like... You gotta go get yourself a dual sense boy. I need to give myself a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, but that'll be fine. I'm fine with taking turns. Yeah, we might just take turns. Every time someone dies, we like rotate. rotate. One more thing. Yep, I, I figured we could end on a kind yeah. of like happy little little nice note. Yeah, something that that makes you feel good, mm-hmm. warms the heart, and, yeah. and fuels the soul. Uh, but uh, among 
the many features on the PlayStation 5, they have introduced an Accolades. Accolades? Accolades. Ac- what the hell did you... Accolades? <laughs> Accolades. Is it a fucking octopus? Some Accolades. Does it have eight legs? The Oculus on PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> no, an Accolades system to encourage more inclusive PlayStation Network communities. Um, this is It from... also comes from, the, from Push Square. Push Square, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically... It's a nice little thing, a way for you to inter- interact with your online friends, with online communities and things like that. Uh, you can basically give people kudos and thumbs up and stuff. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of, did you ever play Overwatch? Uh, no. So Overwatch has a system at the end of each match where you can give good sportsmanship or whatever, good, good play or whatever, like top player, MVP. You can pass out those three options to other players, whether they're your teammates or other uh, opponents you played against. Mm-hmm. It looks very similar to that, but you can do this with totally random people, and the three options they've shown off are helpful, welcoming, and good sport. And I think that's really cool that they have. It's a good way of recognizing it, especially if you're like, especially with online multiplayer games like Call of Duty, Fortnite, whatever, where you have some toxic people in there. Yeah. I don't know why I slowed down when I said that, toxic, but toxic toxic people in there. Um, but yeah, so I think having that will one make it easily identifiable for developers and server maintenance to recognize who what players are being you know assholes um but also i hope this goes somewhere and rewards those players that do well with the community those players that really represent what playstation and what really all gamers should be about um so I hope we see something more of that. I hope those people are recognized and then they get more than just like an attaboy. Well, know? I do, so I I do like cool. that. I, lo- I like this because not only will it make people feel good mm-hmm. receiving something like this, yeah. but it's also a, it's an easy way to identify, like, am I going to be okay playing with this person? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is this person going to be welcoming? Or if you need help with something in a game and somebody is labeled as helpful... And you could be like, hey, uh, I, I've been trying to do this thing. Can you help me maybe figure out what I'm doing wrong or where I need to go? Things like that. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so a nice little thing just to make people feel good and to help people. Uh, I, I, I like the system. I, too, would like to see it expanded a little bit. Yeah. Really good. But, yeah. So that is everything for episode two. Two. Dual senses. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, so that's everything that we have for you today. Uh, just a couple days after yeah. this goes live with the PlayStation Five. Yeah, guys, be sure to check out um, the YouTube page to see the unboxing of the Dual Sense controller. Yeah, uh, I'm also up. gonna put it on uh, MTFProductions.com. Cool. So you'll be able to see that there. It'll be embedded into some article. Excellent. But alright guys, until then, we'll see you next week. On dual senses. See you later, love, love, love. <laughs> this episode of Dual Senses was recorded on November 8th, 2020, and was produced and edited by Stephen Morrow. Dual Senses is a product of More Than Friends, a platform for independent creators. If you would like to support the show, Alex Wolf myself, or any of the other creators on the More Than Friends platform, please visit mtfproductions.com and click donate. Also, thank you so much to everybody who has supported the show already by either 
listening, sharing it with friends, or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out a shit ton, so thank you. This is a test recording. I just want to double check. Just say something. I love how when we realized it was tea time, we just like looked at each other and smiled. <laughs> We're like, ooh, ooh, Wilrettenbocker. <laughs> Big fan of Orville. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can tell where <laughs> Orville comes in. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely Orville. What a guy. So that, is, that is Orville right there. God. Hold on, I gotta get an Orville in there. Orville Redenbocker! Oh my boy. So, big trophy news, Steven. <laughs> big, big trophy news happening I'm, here. I'm trying to slurp the tea and it didn't work. Oh. Hold on, we gotta get some slurpage. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't slurp our tea here in these parts, young man. <laughs> I can't slurp. Not supposed to slurp. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my god, you heinous fucking! <laughs> I'm like inhaling carbonated <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> well, first of all, it's tea. It's not carbonated, you jackass. I mean, <laughs> I, that's what I mean. Of, of course, I mean. Um, <laughs> Some Earl Grey. Oh fuck! <laughs> Young man, this is gonna be the hardest part of every episode. This you is gonna are be the hardest part. hurting my soul by drinking that Earl Grey tea in this house. You have a southern sweet. But anyway, I digress. Digress away. I do not work well under pressure. <laughs> uh, I, I lose it. I laugh. We don't want you dying now. I, I apologize, but did you say Astro's Playroom? I indeed did. Oh, well, that just tickles my fancy. Ain't nobody taking no fancy here, boy.